This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the fifth Sunday of Lent, the 7th of April. Over recent months, we've heard continually about the Brexit process, which is something that I'm not going to be speaking about now. But I mention it because one of the things, one of the accusations that's been levelled at those involved in the negotiations in these months has been the accusation of hypocrisy. And the English language defines hypocrisy as a situation in which someone pretends to believe something that they do not really believe, or that is the opposite of what they do or say at another time. An example might be, I'm amazed at the hypocrisy of the man buying a foreign car after urging everyone else to buy British. It's sheer hypocrisy. Well, hypocrisy was something that the scribes and the Pharisees were particularly good at, and by all accounts, quite oblivious to the irony of it. St John tells us in the Gospel this Sunday that they brought a woman to Jesus who was caught in the very act of committing adultery. The implication here is that there's something a bit sleazy going on, even an admission of voyeurism. We hear and we can imagine the self-satisfied pleasure of those who could not see through their own sins, but were too ready to point an accusing, judgmental finger at that poor sinner. St Augustine makes the point beautifully. You have heard it said, keep the law, let the woman be stoned. But how can sinners keep the law and punish this woman? Let each of them look inside himself and enter the tribunal of the heart and conscience. There he will discover that he is a sinner. Let this woman be punished, but not by sinners. Let the law be applied, but not by its transgressors. Over the Sundays of Lent, we've heard different accounts from the Gospel of the rich mercy of God. And I've tried to use these homily reflections on what happens in the sacrament of confession. Down the centuries, people have sometimes been scandalised by the dramatic demonstrations of Jesus' mercy in the Gospel as being something excessive, exaggerated. The incident of the adulterous woman was apparently even eradicated from some ancient codexes. St Augustine said that the reason doubts were raised about the veracity of, the, of this passage was that it showed Jesus to be so merciful that some rigorists thought it would lead to a relaxation in moral rules. All of us can be very comfortable in coming together to point a finger at the failings of others. We all do it, maybe at the coffee morning with our friends, whilst propping up the bar or at the school gate, wherever it is, from the highest levels right down to the lowest we find it. This tendency, this pleasure we get from critiquing others. But look at what Jesus does when he's faced with the dilemma of whether the woman should be stoned or not, as the law requires. He simply bends down and writes on the ground, sometimes in the face of violence, the violence of the mob, the best approach is to remain silent, to turn away. The early fathers of the church noted that this is the only time in the Gospels that Jesus is recorded as writing something, and they say that he's writing on the ground the sins of those who are holding the stones. Their enthusiastic self-righteousness is met with him writing their sins to remind them that their aggression, 
outside should be directed inside at their own souls rather than outside at her. Take the plank out of your own eye before trying to remove the speck of dust from your brother. He breaks up the mob by turning their hatred and aggression back on themselves and they all, one by one, go home. Jesus doesn't trivialise her sin, since he tells her to go home and sin no more. And from this meeting comes the famous advice of St Augustine, that we hate the sin, but love the sinner. The person in their dignity is distinguished from the sin. The sin God hates, the sinner is pardoned. Every act of repentance, every time we go to confession, there's a turning towards our Lord, a turning towards the cross, and a transforming of our image into the perfect image of Jesus Christ. Mercy and pardon are not presumed or taken for granted. And a person can be sincere and contrite over and over again in their lives, and over and over again receive the same pardon. Like the old man going to confession who says, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's the same old sins. And the voice comes back from the priest. Well, then, it's the same old absolution. As we prepare to receive the sacrament of divine pardon as part of our preparation for Easter, let our interior dispositions be like that woman. Let there be sincere and profound purpose of amendment of life, a true conversion. The life of that woman would never have been the same after the trauma of being caught the way she was, the fear of death, her meeting with Jesus, his loving glance, his strong words of admonition. It would all have left a deep and lasting impression on her and a fear of ever losing that grace again. If we ever find ourselves drawn into that kind of violent mob or aggressive grouping of people, we ought to know that Jesus wants to break it up. If we find ourselves, figuratively speaking, with the stone in our hand and are about to hurl it at someone, that piece of aggression, criticism or gossip, think for a moment of Jesus writing on the ground and what he's writing is our greatest sin. Let go of that violence. Look honestly and sincerely at our own sin and allow that stone to slip from the hand, because we have been given also, forgiven also so often. We're now in that final portion of Lent in which we consider the Passion of Christ. Holy Week is rapidly approaching, during which we participate through the action of the liturgy in the final days of our redemption. So pray for the grace to do this with hearts full of love and compassion, and ask Our Lady that we may have compassion for Jesus, and in that compassion, understand the wonderful mercies of God. Let us pray. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God. May we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen.